0: point, opinion and perspective shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness called quantum morphogenetic physics, which is a paradigm shifting, disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems. The intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple, to awaken, to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original, perpetual life, human potential. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Jerry Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jerry Rivera Dehenio, and I want to welcome all of you listeners that are tuning in. Uh, I want to uh, welcome, let's just say, my friends and family that have supported me uh, in this endeavor. So thank you. You know, I'm going to start by introducing myself And give you a little bit of a background of who I am, where I came from, and more importantly, why I am doing this uh, podcast. So the intention behind Jerry Unfiltered is very simple. It's simply to help you all remember that you have a choice. And that choice is either self-empowerment or disempowerment. And my goal with these next how many episodes that I do is for hopefully to you, the listener, remember that you are an amazing being of self-empowerment and manifestation and materialization. Having said that, I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to share with you, even at an early age, I around three or four, I have the ability of what's called conscious astral traveling. For many of you that know this, great. But for those of you that don't know what astral traveling is, when you go to sleep at night and your physical body rests, your consciousness, your awareness, leaves your physical body in what's called the fourth dimensional astral body. And it goes to the next level up, which is the fourth dimension or the astral plane. Now, I'm gonna share a story with you. Uh even at the age of three or four, uh I was able to come out of my body. And one of the things I, I enjoyed doing is, you know, at the time I had an uncle uh who was the brother of my mom, and he used to bring home dates that he used to meet at Menlo Park Mall. This is a long time ago. And he used to bring the dates downstairs into the basement. And as a child, I was able to come out of my body and actually morph through the walls and floor, watch what he was doing, and then come back into body. And I used to tease him that I saw what he was doing. So this is something that uh, I enjoyed doing up till the age where I wasn't able to consciously astral travel anymore. So... Uh, I was visited by extraterrestrial biological entities as a child, and this usually happened when I was in what's known as the hypnagogic state. Now, for those that don't know what the state is, it's the state between wake and asleep. So there is a fine line when you're just about to fall asleep and just about you're, you're just about to leave into la-la land, That is when you'd maybe feel like you self-paralysis or or like that paralysis where you can't move, but you're still conscious. That is what's known as the hypnagogic state. And it's in that state I was able to see and get visited by numerous extraterrestrial biological entities. And, um, you know, this was a very scary thing as a child, you know, wouldn't you say? I mean, I wasn't sure what the hell was happening, but all I knew at an early age, extraterrestrials did exist. And some of you out there can probably uh, resonate with what I'm saying. Other of you probably say that I'm out of my damn mind, <laughs> but it happened. So, you know, as, we, uh, as I got older, around the age of nine, uh, I was put in a private school, all-boys school, and it was there for about a year I was molested as a child of nine, continuously for a year, by, let's just say, a not nice man. Uh, Let's just leave it at that. And, uh, you know, he would take me and several boys uh, into the locker room and just do unthinkable things. So this actually affected me as I grew older. Uh, You know, the following year that happened, I actually entered a public speaking contest and talk about, you know, um, having the ability f- to foresee a future event, I actually chose the topic, Life After Life, which was a book or is a book by Dr. Raymond Moody, and it was a book that he wrote that chronicled near-death experiences. So this was a topic I chose. I won the contest, just so if you're were, you were wondering and uh this was a foreshadowing of something that occurred in 2000 so from there i lived my life not trusting anyone obviously because of the sexual molestation and i lived a life of addictions okay whether it was drugs alcohol sex gambling you name it all of the addictions you just just check them all all right i was an expert at addictions and something happened in september of 2000 where i just said this is enough i I just didn't want to be in physical body anymore and i went on a 24-hour drug bender which included heroin cocaine alcohol ecstasy ketamine and some pills that uh, a friend gave me so needless to say I was on the roof uh, of a uh, brownstone apartment in Manhattan. I remember it very clearly as if it happened yesterday. And I was with uh, um, just one person at the time, uh, a good friend of mine that actually saved my life. And um, all I remember was I did my last line of cocaine and I leaned back in the chair and all of a sudden my consciousness or my awareness popped out out of my body at a 45-degree angle hovering above my the back of my head. So you would call this an outer body experience. Um, and, you know, I want to share with you that when you are having this experience, or many of you, you know, hopefully you'll remember what I'm saying, when you are at that point where you're going to transition just remember that you can still think. I was blown away that I was outside my body, but I can still think. I had 360 degree awareness, but I was looking down at my body and the moment I thought this, well, if my body is below me, who am I? The moment I thought that, who am I? I was immediately uploaded to what i call source or you can say the unified field others would would say god that's fine but in that moment think of think of you know when you're on your computer or on your phone and you have these software upgrades well that's what it felt like so the the old software or the old previous consciousness that was running amok with all the addictions actually uploaded to the, say, the cloud, if you will. And in that space, it's true. You know everything. And the reason that you know everything is because that unified field of source is information. And if you tap into it and you experience that information, Everything you wanted to know becomes a reality. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you because, you know, here in the Western culture, we don't prepare for death, not like the Eastern religions or the Eastern traditions. They prepare for the greatest journey that your consciousness can take. I mean, when you go traveling, when you take a trip overseas, Don't you prepare? Don't you book your flights? Don't you book your hotel rooms? Don't you plan your itinerary? It only makes sense that you prepare for the greatest journey that your consciousness is going to take. And that's the transfer of consciousness experience. Or you can call it NDE. You can call it a death experience. Whatever. All I'm sharing with you is this. Prepare because you don't want to transition in fear because when you die and you transition in that fear, that fear locks you. It locks your consciousness into your cells and you go through what's known as a three-day hibernation zone effect where you're not in control of what happens to your consciousness. So just imagine, you know, you're driving a car down the highway. All of a sudden, you fall asleep at the wheel for, let's just say, a minute. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Possibly, or a high possibility is you're going to have an accident. Even a greater possibility that you're going to hurt yourself or perhaps die. So think of it that way. I know it's a crude example, but... You know, I one of my main missions is to help people prepare for their transition because you want to know where the hell you're going once you leave your physical body, okay? Now, many of you will say, well, I have my belief system, I have my religion, and that's fine. I am not here to change anyone's mind. I am not here to uh, offend anyone I am not here to profess that, you know, X, Y, and Z religion is better than this. No, what I'm saying that is whatever your belief system is, you're going to experience that, okay? So whether or not you believe me, that's fine. I'm not asking you to believe a word I say. All I'm asking you is to listen to the words, listen to the energy behind the words, because that is where you will feel My intention, that is where you will feel the truth. So, uh, let's see. An interesting thing is that when I was resuscitated, I was not the same being. I was not the same consciousness prior to that September 2000 experience. I actually woke up or I was resuscitated and i felt like i was here on planet for the first time it was almost like i was reborn if you will but literally i i opened my eyes my friend thank god pete thank you you know who you are pete listo thank you for reviving me i owe you my life uh I felt I was awoken or birthed for the first time, like living on the planet for the first time. So what I want to share with you is that I was rushed to the ER. You know, I I went to the hospital and in that moment uh, of being checked into the ER, obviously, you know, they did a drug and urine panel to check to see what drugs I had consumed over that 24 hour period. Now, what I want to share with you is this. When my drug test came back, there was not one drug toxin in my body. So what do you think happened? You know, I couldn't understand or the the, the attending ER nurse uh, could not understand how I had said that I was on a 24-hour drug bender but that not one of the drug toxins or chemicals showed up in the drug panel. So what I... Came to realize was this that higher oscillating energy will always transmute denser, higher vibrational energy. And when I come back, I will describe to you the difference because there's an erroneous misconception of oscillating energy and vibration energy. So uh, as soon as I come back from this break, I will share with you that download. Okay, we're back. So I want to actually clear up a, an erroneous misconception when it comes to energy, and that's with vibration and oscillation. You know, I I hear so many new agey people saying, hey, man, you have high vibrations, dude. You know, so really when I hear that, that tells me that person has no concept of the reality of how true energy operates and functions. Let's just define this. Vibration is energy holding or energy contraction, which means that the energy is denser. Okay. Oscillation is energy expansion. Okay. And energy expansion means the expansion goes to the higher dimensions or higher consciousness. So, in actuality, what you want to say, if you think someone has high consciousness, you want to say, hey, you have high oscillating energy. Okay? So I hope this that clears the misconception of, you know, saying someone has high vibrations when you're actually saying to them, you're dense, you have low consciousness. Okay? You want to say you have high oscillating consciousness or energy. So now... When I came back from my, let's call it a transfer of consciousness experience rather than a near-death experience, my transfer of consciousness experience left me with a massive data file. So think about, you know, when you get, um, when you're using uh, those uh, apps or those softwares where you get those massive data and you have to download it i'm like what, what, what? it's like those those download zip files well i came back with a massive file that took many many years to download and translate and the russia technology which i will talk to to you about shortly is but one of the several technologies that i i was able to come back with Now, I also came back with a different perspective of life. So while most people have a two-dimensional or a linear perspective on life, coming back from this transfer of consciousness experience, I was left with a multi-dimensional perspective. That means I experience everything not just from a two-dimensional or a three-dimensional viewpoint I view and I perceive things from a multi-dimensional which means it's much greater and bigger perspective than just a uh, two-dimensional or a three-dimensional linear perspective so I hope that makes sense now I also came back with several let's just say tenets or rules of existence And some of those rules are all things are composed of an energy substance, consciousness is aware, all energy substances are composed of consciousness, and science and consciousness is directly interconnected, and human reality, our view of reality and consciousness is composed of that same cosmic substance. And what is that substance? It's consciousness. But many people throw around consciousness without understanding or even knowing what the hell consciousness actually is. So I'm going to define consciousness because really you can't really know or actually define consciousness unless you've experienced consciousness, whether it be from years of, of meditation or for me it actually took an outer body experience or, or a near-death experience for me to actually understand ex- or experience consciousness so within our present and future context we will define consciousness as a pre-substance or a pre-matter ether okay so Everyone here is familiar with what ether is. Um, you could you could say that um, it's one of the five elements, right? So when we're talking about consciousness, let's just say consciousness or source or the unified field is composed of ether but pre-substance ether. so it's a pre, matter ether so it's very interesting because it's an actual plasm not a plasma a plasm you can equate this to i mean the the most simple example i can share with you is the notion of feeling what is feeling feeling is a plasm and it is a pre-substance ether. Okay? I know many of you are probably saying, what the hell is he talking about? But I—that that is the most simplest way I can translate to you at this moment in time before I go into a, a multi-hour dissertation on consciousness and how it downsteps into matter. And that will be another topic uh, for another show. Okay? So... You know, I want to address how the hell science and consciousness became separated. Now, many of you may or may not ponder that question, but I had often wondered how this happened. And it brought me back to core truths that are found in the center of every major religion okay at the center of every major religious dogma there is that truth and that seed of truth is what i will define as the frequency of love okay so at the center of every major religion there is that love frequency that was the intention if you will of that specific religion right And I'm not going to, you know, hopefully not uh, offend anyone because I respect everyone, you know, who uh, subscribes or follows their said religions. However, within those truths, in almost every religion, there is a certain lie. And that lie contained within the world's religious dogmas, appeared through intentional disinformation and manipulation of historical record, which, by the way, various global Illuminati groups have progressively coordinate throughout human history. And this evolved into their whole mass control dogma. Are you guys following me yet? Are you with me? Because this is the greatest lie of all. And it is the intentional deletion from the books of consciousness of the pre-ancient advanced scientific information of multidimensional physics that is contained within what I call quantum morphogenetic physics. I will go more into this towards the end of the podcast. But I want you to realize that this insidious, purposeful deletion of historical fact was implemented during a period from 11,000 B.C. to about 10,000 B.C., which actually crescendoed or climaxed in the creation of an entire race mass illusion in which there is that divide and conquer mentality that arose between scientific and consciousness realities so this is what happened within this entire race mass illusion what we found was a consciousness less science so that's a science without consciousness that justifies its mad experiments and accomplishments without any concern for consequence. And then on the other side, you have a science-less consciousness, which continues to be separated from the original intention of attaining perpetual life. So, this... I want you to ponder because many, many people do not understand how and why science and consciousness were separated. And I hope this actually uh, led you to some type of, you know, reflection upon what happened. So some of the key takeaways and download data that I, you know, stepped away from or I walked away from my transfer of consciousness experience was this. What I do know and what I do share with you, I have experienced through direct cognition or direct experiential knowledge and that you cannot teach anything or share anything unless you've either experienced it or you have that frequency in your DNA. Uh, Another thing that I'm going to share with you is that all public sector systems, whether it's technology, educational, or even medicine, are misinformed and are at least many decades behind what is going on in the private sector uh, and in the industrial military complex. Death, by the way, is an inorganic process and we should actually be living much longer than we are now. So that's another data download that I I, uh, walked away from or I took away from my transfer of consciousness experience and that I finally understood my mission and that mission deals in bioenergetic evolutionary change, okay? And that change requires consciousness as being the foundation of everything healing manifestation and materialization because what we're dealing with is the future of mankind and this is something that money just simply cannot buy so uh, i'll take a break and when i come back on the next segment i'm going to share with you what happened after i came back from my transfer of consciousness experience From 2000 to 2012. Okay. We're back. So, I figured I would just share with you the process uh, I went through from 2000 to 2012. And this process had to do with reintegrating my higher conscious identity with the 3D world. So... From 2001 to 2006, I engulfed myself with studying and experience pretty much every major esoteric uh, tradition, uh, whether it be esoteric Gnosis, which I studied, esoteric Kabbalah, which was interesting. I went into shamanism and even medical Qigong for cancer. And that was an amazing experience. And then in 2000, I actually ended up joining a, let's just say, a private group that traveled all over the world to sacred sites that the purpose was to recode specific location and grid sites using specific scalar energy technology techniques for consciousness expansion experiments. And uh, from 2012 to 2015, I actually decided to earn my master's and PhD in natural medicine, which I received from the International Quantum University for Integrative Medicine in Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, I'm going to just share with you that I've uh, attended several accredited universities in the past, And I got to tell you that this university, Quantum University, is the only university that I know out there that teaches anything remotely close to quantum medicine and morphogenetic fields. And I had amazing uh, teachers, uh, you know, such as Professor Dr. Amit Goswami, uh, Dr. Paul Druin, Bruce Lipton, (laughs) You know, Joe Dispenza. I mean, th- th- these are the type of, of uh, teachers and uh, experts that I was uh, taught by. So I implore you to understand this. Not every educational, public ed- educational system out there is teaching you how to think. They teach you what to think, but not how. How to think. So having said that, uh, in uh, 2015, I began developing the Rasha technology, which is the first of many consciousness-based technologies that I brought back with me from my transfer of consciousness experience. So what happened was I took the plans and designs uh, for the Rasha technology to my late dear friend Jack Slovak, who was an unbelievable physicist, electrical engineer that actually worked for NASA, NSA, CIA, and top secret defense contractors. I mean, even Tom Bearden, who is known as the scalar energy guru, used to go to Jack for advice. So I actually proposed to Jack my design and I asked them if it was viable and someone of Jack's caliber to give me the, the go ahead and approval meant the world to me because Jack was a, was a very dear friend of mine and I owe him everything for uh, giving me the, the, you know, just the go ahead and the, the okay to proceed. And uh, currently now uh, I'm actually studying online at Stanford. Uh, now, people are like, well, why are you studying at Stanford, Jerry? Well, because they actually have an amazing genetics and genomics program. And I actually had to apply, obviously. And in my in my um, essay, if you will, uh, to apply there, I actually questioned to the research department there, the genetics and genomics, that... I want to find out, I asked them this, and I posed them this question. If you know so much about genetics and genomics, what do you know about alien DNA? And as crazy as it may sound, they accepted me into into the program. So, you know, good on them. And I got to tell you, you know, a lot what I'm learning at Stanford corresponds and correlates with something that happened 260,000 years ago with the mitochondrial DNA, and I won't go into it, but some something uh, has to be noted that if an establishment and university like Stanford is saying that something happened 260,000 years ago to the mitochondrial DNA, you, we need to look at that. Okay, so having said that, uh, in the next episode, or next segment, if you will, I'm going to share with you what exactly the Rasha technology is and how you can benefit from it. Okay, I'm back. So now I want to share with you what the Rasha technology is. So let's start off with what the word Rasha means. The word Rasha means dark matter template or simply dark matter body, in the pre-ancient Anohazi language, which is one of the original first spoken languages in this 15-dimensional time sphere matrix. Anahazidi is actually the pre-ancient predecessor language of the Anasazi, Anasazi meaning the ancient ones, and the Anasazi civilization thrived from 100 B.C. to about 1300 A.D., inhabiting the Four Corners region of southern Utah, southwestern New Mexico, and northern Arizona in North America. Now, the Rasha, it's an authentic scalar plasma sound system which I designed to assist the human organism To achieve stress relief, relaxation, in order to reclaim its innate ability to self heal. That is all. And in order to achieve this, we do it via harmonization of the autonomic nervous system, we do brain hemisphere synchronization, we do emotional trauma release and systematic chakra alignment. This is all encompassed within the Rasha technology. Now, when I downloaded this information, and I actually started translating this, I had no idea that the Rasha combines the already proven brilliant technologies of Nikola Tesla, Antoine Priory, and Dr. Royal Reif. And this all went into one integrative quantum self-care system. Are you following me? I had no idea that the Russia encompassed three unbelievable, already proven technologies from over 100 years ago. So in addition, I also took the research and I applied the research of Professor Dr. Konstantin Meil, who is a German physicist that's known as the New Tesla. And I, I applied his published research and experiments in magnetic scalar waves, being the communication language of the introns, which is also known as potential DNA. So, our Russia technology transmits vital information via the magnetic vector of the scalar field to the magnetic major groove, which is located in between the double helix of our DNA. Now, the Rasha is controlled, which I feel, uh, by one of the most advanced scalar and resonant frequency-generating software technologies known as the Rasha Base-12 frequencies. When operated and activated via the software, selected frequencies are transmitted through our scalar spiral coils that are then pulsed, causing excitation of the proprietary custom plasma gas blend. And this creates or accesses a very powerful magnetic scalar field now uh, the rasha was used successfully in reducing stress and prompting relaxation in the following pathologies including but not limited to psycho-emotional trauma opioid addiction depression suicidal tendencies anxiety ptsd alzheimer's autism spectrum disorder, stroke, cardiovascular disease, Lyme disease, sports-related injuries, stress-related to sports, uh, working, you know, throughout the work daily life. So, it is one of the most powerful stress relief and relaxation technologies out there. Um, So, I'm going to describe a Rasha session in a nutshell. So you would uh, take a, uh, you know, just a, a client would come and sit down in our custom zero point gravity Rasha sound chair and they would put on headphones. So there are three pathways that the frequencies are transmitted to the client. One through the sound chair, two through the headphones and three via the magnetic vector of the scalar field that is accessed when the Rasha is turned on. And you need to just be within 12 feet of the Rasha. And what I want to just mention to all your listeners, the Rasha is a 100% consciousness-based communication device. That is what the intention is, is to communicate with our DNA, primarily our introns or potential DNA via the magnetic field or the magnetic vector of the scalar field. Now, the biggest difference between our technology and 99.9% other of other technologies out there is the mathematics that was utilized in creating this technology. I utilized a source spiral exponentiation uh, expansion, which is an expansion uh, based on multiplication times 2 or square root of 2, which is 1.414. All of our coils are wound to specific angles based on the square root of 2 or 1.414 and our software the algorithms utilized are base 12 algorithms. So for those of you that are into mathematics, uh, I would hope that you would find this very interesting and differentiating this technology and software from everything else. So I'm going to actually uh, address right now in this next segment scalar energy. So think about this being scalar energy 101 because many people out there, what modern science defines as scalar is a very limited two-dimensional perspective because in actuality, they're only describing a small condition of scalar. They are not actually describing what scalar energy is. So let's set this foundation now. So, you have electromagnetism, which is the phenomenon that we call light and sound. Light being an example or translation of electricity. And you have sound, which is a translation of magnetism. So, light and sound is equal to energy. Okay, that is what we're going to define energy as. Electric is the oscillating expansion of light, magnet, vibration, contracting, or sound. Scalar, to simplify it, is energy plus information. Scalar energy holds the potential for both electric and magnetic. Okay? So, this is very important to understand because scalar energy is the fundamental aspect of the mechanics of creation. Light and sound are birthed from scalar energy, okay? And here's another uh, bit of information. While scalar energy appears to move from point to point, in reality, scalar is spherical fixed points of perpetual fission-fusion light sound process that are sequentially interconnected within the cosmic fabric of the unified morphogenetic field. So in layman's term, I'm going to give you an example. Think of an electronic billboard in Times Square, New York City. And while you see that, you know, that billboard flashing on, and it looks like there's an appearance of movement in actuality what you are thinking as moving movement, movement is not movement what you are seeing is different oscillation rates the the light bulbs expanding you know at different oscillation rates or lighting at different oscillation rates so you you have some light bulbs you know oscillating and flashing on very quickly and you have some light bulbs flashing on slowly. This different flash-on, flash-off rate is giving the illusion of motion, when in actuality, there is no motion at all. So, that is what scalar energy is. It is the fabric of the cosmos, okay? And let's define morphogenetic fields while we're at it, because... So many scientists, you know, they're all in their mental mind, in their head. They haven't experienced morphogenetic fields for the life of them, okay? So, morphogenetic fields are composed of light and sound lattices that function as blueprint instructions upon which energy or consciousness Manifests and materialize into matter. So morphogenetic fields surround every cell, organ, organ system, our bodies, the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, and the cosmos are all have or surrounded by their own morphogenetic field. Now, I will give you an example A very crude example, but an example nonetheless. Think about someone that has lost a limb, say, in war or due to an accident. They've lost that limb, but they still feel phantom pain or phantom, you know, that phantom limb. But that physical limb is no longer there. What they are experiencing is the feeling of that lost physical limb, they're experiencing the morphogenetic field of that lost limb. Are you with me yet? That is a prime example of a morphogenetic field. All right? so uh our last segment that we're going to uh, address and share with you is what actually is quantum morphogenetic physics now. I'm going to just share with you that quantum morphogenetic physics did not originate from this planet. It is the multidimensional physics of perpetual life collectives, matrices, and systems. It is a multidimensional paradigm-shifting science that represents advanced science consciousness and disruptive information that originated from a much larger field of multidimensional scientific study known as first creation vibrational mechanics, which utilizes a design of cosmic order that is created through perpetual dynamics of, get this, fission and fusion of electromagnetic energy units called source particles. Okay? Now, You've heard from specific physicists out there from MIT talking about the God particle. Yeah, that's a great narrative, but they really don't understand or, or have experienced what I'm talking about. And this is the source particle. The source particle is the original creation substance, which is the smallest unit of energy consciousness are you with me it is a spherical omnipolar unit of energy substance that holds the potential for electric or magnetic charge so doesn't that sound eerily similar to what a spherical scalar energy or scalar particle is so remember scalar and source particles are really one and the same okay and quantum morphogenetic physics it discloses the intrinsic union of multidimensional physics and consciousness and that there is a very intimate interrelationship between consciousness and the physical cellular structure and You know, this type of physics, which, by the way, is not taught in the public sector educational system, describes these specific structures and processes as being fundamental to the science of multidimensional physics. And all this leads to having consciousness attain and achieve what. I call higher identity accretion, okay? Now, accretion occurs through an organic process of what's known as cellular transfiguration in which a being or a collective is able to physically experience organic multidimensional consciousness evolution or return back into oneness sovereignty and perpetual life expression so through this process of cellular transfiguration which evolves through very specific sets you know structures and processes that are inherent to the laws of multi-dimensional physics a human being can experience what's known as accretion or accretion transfer into larger states of multi-dimensional consciousness evolution. So, an example of accretion would be being in your three-dimensional body and connecting to you at those higher conscious levels of identity. So, let's just say we live in three three D, right? Which we do, three-dimensional reality, dimension three. Imagine. Connecting with you, not an angel, not a guru, not a master, you at let's say dimensional 12, okay, where you exist right now as an avatar level of consciousness. That's what I'm talking about accretion being able to bring in aspects of you at those higher dimensional levels. So this is also known as a downward causation or a downstepping uh, causation paradigm where consciousness, massive fields of consciousness downsteps into physical matter, okay? So I hope that everyone uh, actually just... uh, takes some time to go inward during this time that we're in right now. And this time that we're in right now is a very challenging time on planet because, you know, it's giving us the opportunity to do what I call a consciousness reset. Everyone talks about reset this, reset that, screw that. We're talking about doing a consciousness reset. And that means taking the time to go inward because all this bullshit about ascension you know evolving upwards that ain't going to happen in this time matrix because in this galaxy we live in a finite life galaxy people everything is based on a finite life death encryption that is why we die and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast episode but i just want to share with you that uh, no one, okay, you have people out there saying they're going to heal you, bullshit. No one can save you from the energy, energy consequences resulting from your current or past use of free will choice, okay? You made a choice. You must live by that choice or that consequence. So the best thing I can tell you to do is revisit and start to self-educate yourself with the knowledge of quantum morphogenetic physics that we're going to share with you over the next year, over the next episodes. And this will help you as individuals learn how to choose to self-empower and save yourselves. So I want to thank everyone for joining me on this inaugural podcast. In the future, an upcoming podcast, we're going to have special guests, so you don't want to miss them. Uh, We'll have special guests that will be leaders and experts and influencers in their field of knowledge. And I'm very, very excited to uh share with you that we're going to have experts and influencers in the in the industries of water deuterium depletion uh, secret space program time travel consciousness nutrition you name it we're gonna have it so I just want to leave you with this you know truth is stranger than fiction right wouldn't you agree that truth is stranger than fiction but Wouldn't you rather live your life in truth than living it as a lie? I'll leave you with that. I look forward to maybe meeting you one day and I'll see you next podcast. Take care.